the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You see how encouraging prophecy is to us? The Bible has a lot to say about the days that we live in and where things are going in the world and how things are going to end up in the world. And those things are put in there to be a comfort to us and to encourage us in the days that we live in so that when we see these things begin to come to pass, Jesus said, that we would look up because we know our redemption draweth not. Right? And we see these things starting to come to pass. The world is full of many beautiful things, but there are also many dark things in it, things that may make you think about the final days on earth. Jesus says in Luke chapter 21, verse 28, Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Today, Pastor Dan will teach about the final judgment and how, if you put your faith in Christ, you don't need to fear. Through Jesus, there is redemption and everlasting life. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 51, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jeremiah chapter 51, beginning now in verse 12, it says, Set up the standard on the walls of Babylon, make the guards strong, set up the watchmen, prepare the ambushes for the Lord has both devised and done what he spoke against the inhabitants of Babylon. O you who dwell by many waters, abundant in treasure, your end has come. The measure of your covetousness. They dwelt by many waters, by the Euphrates River. Your end has come. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, surely I will fill you with men as with locusts. The Medes are going to swarm into the land like locusts. And they shall lift up a shout against you. Notice the Lord has sworn by himself in verse 14. You typically swear by someone higher than you. There's no one higher than God, so he swears by himself. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Here speaking about the Lord and his great power. And by his power, he established the world. And by his wisdom in creation. You can see his wisdom in creation. And in the way that he causes the rain to fall. And the water vapors to evaporate and form clouds. And all of this. That's what he's referring to. It's just the wisdom of God. 
in creation. And yet the Babylonians were not worshiping him as God. They were worshiping their idols instead. Verse 17. I love verse 17. (laughs) He says, everyone is dull hearted without knowledge. Every metalsmith is put to shame by the carved image for his molded image is falsehood and there is no breath in them. It says here, everyone is dull hearted and without knowledge. Compared to God, everyone's dumb. That's what it's saying. Compared to God, everyone is a fool. We don't know anything compared to God. You know, even if you're the world's leading expert on something, you're the world's leading expert on cancer. You know more about cancer than anybody else in the world. You you really don't really know all that much about cancer because there's so much about cancer that you don't really know. And compared to God, who's all-knowing, we don't really know anything. Even the person who knows the most doesn't really know anything. The New Living Translation says, the whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. And here, what do we do? What what does mankind do? Mankind rebels against God and rebels against His authority and rebels against His wisdom because we think we know more than God and that we're better off trusting in our own wisdom and our own knowledge than trusting in God. It's foolishness. He says, every metalsmith is put to shame by the carved image. Every metalsmith who makes an idol knows better than anyone else that that idol is false. He knows there's no breath in it. He knows it's not real. He made it. <laughs> right? As you ask any metalsmith that's making, that's carving and forming these idols that people are bowing down and, and worshiping, and the metalsmith can tell you that, hey, it's just a hunk of metal. It's not really a god. But if you want to pay me for it and buy it, sure, I'll sell it to you. Right? <laughs> they are futile. A work of errors. In the time of their punishment, they shall perish. Those gods will do nothing for you. The portion of Jacob is not like them. And that's referring to God. He's the portion of Jacob. He's not like those gods. For he is the maker of all things. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. He goes on in verse 20 to say, You are my battle axe and weapon of war. For with you I will break the nation in pieces. With you I will destroy kingdoms. With you I will break in pieces the horses and its rider. With you I will break in pieces the chariot and its rider. With you also I will break in pieces man and woman. With you I will break in pieces old and young. With you I will break in pieces the young man. And the maiden, with you also I will break in pieces the shepherd and his flock. With you I will break in pieces the farmer and his yoke of oxen. And with you I will break in pieces governors and rulers. And I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea for all the evil they have done in Zion and your sight, says the Lord." Babylon destroyed the nations, and so God will destroy Babylon. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, who destroys all the earth, says the Lord. He's against Babylon. And I will stretch out my hand against you, roll you down from the rocks, 
and make you a burnt mountain. They shall not take from you a stone for a corner, nor a stone for a foundation, but you shall be desolate forever, says the Lord. Quite often what they would do is when they would build a city or rebuild a city, they would reuse stones and repurpose stones from a previous building. You see that all over Israel when you go there, where they've just repurposed stones in newer construction. What he's saying here is Babylon will be so utterly destroyed in this judgment, there's not going to be a single stone that they can use to build anything with. It's going to be desolate, he says, forever. Verse 27, set up a banner in the land, blow the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations against her, call the kingdoms together against her, Ararat, Mini, Ashkenaz, appoint a general against her, cause the horses to come up like the bristling locusts, prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes, its governors, and all its rulers, all the land of his dominion. Now, Jeremiah wrote this. This is, I think, maybe the second or third time he's mentioned the Medes by name. The Medes will conquer Babylon. Jeremiah wrote this some 60 years or more before the Medes came in and conquered the Babylonians, but he mentions them by name here, that the Medes are going to be the empire that overruns the Babylonians. He goes on in verse 30, the mighty men of Babylon have ceased fighting. They have remained in their strongholds. Their might has failed. They became like women. They have burned her dwelling places. The bars of her gate are broken. Verse 31, one runner will run to meet another and one messenger to meet another to show the king of Babylon that his city is taken on all sides that were surrounded. The passages are blocked. There's no way out of the city. The reeds they have burned with fire and the men of war are terrified. We know when the Medes came in and when they diverted the river, They also burned the reeds along the shore of the Euphrates River so that they could get into the river, get their armies into the river. So they burned out all of the reeds along the shore ahead of time before entering in the river to attack Babylon. Verse 33, For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor when it is time to thresh her. Yet a little while, and the time of her harvest will come. Again, he's talking about the judgment of Babylon, and he's comparing it to harvesting and threshing grain. When grain is harvested, it needs to be threshed immediately. You can't really let the grain sit because it can get disease, it can rot, it can mildew. What he's talking about here is that the judgment of Babylon will be swift once it begins. And we saw that in Daniel chapter 5. It was a swift judgment. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has made me an empty vessel. He has swallowed me up like a monster. He has filled his stomach with my delicacies. He has spit me out. Let the violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon. The inhabitants of Zion will say, And my blood be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, Jerusalem, will say. Verse 36. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will plead your case and take vengeance for you. 
I will dry up her sea and make her spring dry. Babylon shall become a heap, a dwelling place for jackals, an astonishment and a hissing without inhabitant. They shall roar together like lions. They shall growl like lions, whelps. In their excitement, I will prepare their feasts. I will make them drunk that they may rejoice and sleep in perpetual sleep and not awake, says the Lord. We saw that in Daniel chapter 5, where they were drunk the night they were conquered. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with male goats. Oh, how Shishak is taken. Uh, Shishak is a reference to one of the gods of the Babylonians. And how the praise of the whole earth is seized, how Babylon has become desolate among the nations. Verse 42, The sea has come up over Babylon. She's covered with the multitude of the waves. Her cities are a desolation, a dry land and a wilderness, a land where no one dwells, through which no son of man passes. I will punish Bel in Babylon. Again, Babylonian God. And I will bring out of his mouth what he has swallowed, and the nations shall rise, shall not stream to him any more. Yes, the wall of Babylon shall fall. Now you should highlight the end of verse 44 there, that the wall of Babylon shall fall. This is a remarkable statement. This is a remarkable prophecy that Jeremiah is saying that the wall of Babylon shall fall. Let me tell you about the walls of Babylon. So you can appreciate this prophecy here. There were three walls around the city of Babylon. The city of Babylon covered 200 square miles. It was about the size of modern day Chicago. The three walls around the city, the outer wall was 41 miles long around the city. It was, listen to this, it was over 300 feet high. That's the height of the Statue of Liberty. You know, the World Trade Center building in the Inner Harbor, you know, that, real, that landmark building that's right there in the Inner Harbor, that building, I think, is 400, 450 feet high. So think, you know, two-thirds, three-quarters of the way up that building. 300 feet high. They were along the wall, 41 miles, there were 250 watchtowers along the top of the wall to defend the city. The walls, not only were they 300 feet high, they were 87 feet wide. 87 feet thick. We have some ancient writings that talk about how the Babylonians would have chariot races on the top of the wall around the city. This is why Belshazzar is getting drunk 
when the Medo-Persian army is outside his city. He's got three walls. They're never going to get through those walls in his mind. They're never going to get through those walls. His confidence was in those walls. And here, God says, again, we're talking 60 years before it happens. God says, the walls of Babylon shall fall. Now imagine if you live in Jeremiah's day. Imagine if you are, you know, you're one of the the people of Judah that have been carried away into captivity in Babylon and somehow you get a copy of a scroll of Jeremiah and you read that verse. You've seen those walls in Babylon that the walls are going to fall. You're going to think, those walls are going to fall? Those walls are going to come down? There ain't no way. Never going to happen. Or you think about, similar to me in the New Testament In Matthew 24, when Jesus said of the temple, speaking to the disciples, he says of the temple in Jerusalem, not one stone will be left upon another. Every stone of the temple will be cast down. Do you remember what the very next question the disciples asked? They said, when will the end of the world be? Because in their mind, if this temple is going to be destroyed, it must be the end of the world. So you're talking about not one stone will be left upon another. When will the end of the world be then? When will be your second coming? And for those in Babylon, or those who had seen the city of Babylon, it was inconceivable that the walls of Babylon would ever fall. And yet here the Lord says, the walls of Babylon, they shall fall. Verse 45, my people go out of the midst of her, and let everyone deliver himself from the fierce anger of the Lord. Unless your heart faint and you fear For the rumor that will be heard in the land. A rumor will come one year. And after that, in another year, a rumor will come. So there will be all these rumors circulating. About the Medo-Persian army coming. And no, they're not coming. And yes, they are coming. And and violence in the land. Ruler against ruler. Verse 47. Therefore, behold, the days are coming. That I will bring judgment on the carved images of Babylon on their idols. Her whole land shall be ashamed and all her slain shall fall in her midst. Then the heavens and the earth and all that is in them shall sing joyously over Babylon for the plunderers shall come to her from the north, says the Lord. This is just like what we read in Revelation with economic Babylon. When economic Babylon fell, there's mourning upon the earth, but there's rejoicing in heaven, we're told in Revelation 18. Here we see the same thing. There'll be rejoicing in heaven over the destruction of Babylon. Verse 49, as Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon the slain of all the earth shall fall. You who have escaped the sword, get away. Do not stand still. Remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem Come to your mind. Remember Jerusalem. Remember what they did. We are ashamed because we have heard reproach. Shame has covered our faces. For strangers have come into the sanctuaries of the Lord's house. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring judgment on her carved images. And throughout all her land, the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon were to mount up to heaven... And though she were to fortify the height of her strength, yet from me plunderers would come to her, says the Lord. She was fortified up to heaven, those great walls that she had. The sound of a cry comes from Babylon and great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. 
because the Lord is plundering Babylon and silencing her loud voice, though her waves roar like great waters and the noise of their voice is uttered because the plunderer comes against her, against Babylon, and her mighty men are taken. Every one of their bows is broken for the Lord is the God of recompense and he will surely repay. For the Lord is the God of recompense. Don't forget that. Again, we're forgiven by the grace of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. But as you look at the injustice in the world and the evil that's in the world, and and it appears like, man, people are getting away with everything in this world. The Lord God is the God of recompense. They will repay. They will repay. Verse 57, And I will make drunk her princes and her wise men, her governors, her deputies, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not awake, says the king whose name is the Lord of hosts. This is the real king, the Lord God of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken and her high gates shall be burned with fire. The people will labor in vain and the nations because of the fire and they shall be weary. The word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah the son of Neriah the son of Masiah when he went with Zedekiah the king of Judah to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. And Sariah was the quartermaster. So Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil that would come upon Babylon, all these words that are written against Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sariah, when you arrive in Babylon and see it, read all these words, then you shall say, Oh Lord, you have spoken against this place to cut it off so that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast, but it shall be desolate forever. Now it shall be when you have finished reading this book that you shall tie a stone to it and throw it out into the Euphrates. Then you shall say, thus Babylon shall sink and not rise from the catastrophe that I will bring upon her and they shall be weary. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. So Jeremiah writes these prophecies about Babylon, gives them to this guy, the quartermaster, who's going to Babylon. And he says, hey, when you get there and you read this book and you see these things happen, you know the Lord's with you. And you know the Lord's in control. And then he says, I want you to take this book. I want you to tie a rock to it. I want you to throw it in the Euphrates River. Because that's what God's going to do to Babylon. This Babylon, the Babylon with the 300 foot walls and 87 feet wide, 41 miles long. and Yeah, that Babylon. You see how encouraging prophecy is to us? The Bible has a lot to say about the days that we live in and where things are going in the world, and how things are going to end up in the world. And those things are put in there to be a comfort to us and to encourage us in the days that we live in so that when we see these things begin to come to pass, Jesus said, that we would look up because we know our redemption draweth not. Right? And we see these things starting to come to pass. And Jesus said when you see them begin to come to pass, He didn't say after they've all come to pass, Then you look up because your redemption is drawing near. He says, when you see them begin to come to pass, start looking because your redemption's drawing near. 
We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy. And between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. Rings true.